Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. Welcome to week six in our throwback series of Rock the Bells. We're going to continue to learn how to live sent today. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us from our resident pastor, Ramon Belagamba. So uh, a physicist that's well known to many of us in the 20th century, he once said, I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my, my, my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. If you can't imagine it, you can't do it. The kind of thinking that will solve the world's problems will be of a different order to the kind of thinking that created them in the first place. Those are the words of Albert Einstein. So Albert Einstein always believed that more imagination and creativity is what the world has always needed to solve its problems. My, my, my. Too much of humanity's problems was a failure to look to imagination to solve its problems. But church, I know we can't agree with what Albert Einstein has said. Because as a church, we know that it isn't the way to solve humanity's problems without Christ. But what about the imagination could help solve the church's problem with this witness out in the world? The reality of it is, is we can't make disciples if we are on the struggle bus with our identity in the world. There is a need for the church to recapture what I would call a missional imagination. And that is why we have been continually rocking these bells. That it's kind of a reset for us, just as last summer, this summer again, it's a reset for us to spur our missional imagination. And, and if you notice the way our series go, we always seem to have two messages on to live sent. So we need to understand that we are growing and seeing God at work in the world. And we are attempting to join him in that work as we seek to live sent. And we are desiring that think kingdom to, to really live by this missional imagination and grow into being that sent church rather than that consumer church that's all around us. That people think that the church is just for them. That you have to play certain types of songs to make you stay at this church. That the kids' ministry needs to be a certain way to stay at this church. Those programs, yes, they are important and they play a role, but Christ is calling us to something greater. He's calling us to be a sent church, to join him at work in the world and what he's doing. But for us to grow in being that sent church, then kingdom, we will need to use the five smooth stones that we learned about last week from Sister King. That we need to be a people that is growing in love. That we are growing in faith in Christ. That we are persistent in prayer. That we are practicing the forgiveness that we have been given in the gospel. And that we are persevering in the midst 
of all of the darkness and the spiritual warfare in our world. So in particular, for us to live sent to the world, we will need to use those stones of faith, that stone of prayer, and that stone of perseverance. And I say this because today, being a Christian who actually holds to historic Christian doctrine and ethics means you are not on the home team anymore in America. And if you're not in the home team, you know how they go. They cancel you. Cancel culture is real. Demonization of the other side who you don't know is real. And that means all the more that we at Think Kingdom need to be a people who are shaped by love and compassion for all people as we seek to live since. Those lost in the world, they don't even know that they need forgiveness. They don't even know about where they stand before God. It's not on their mind. And the reality of it is many of them will not be coming to join us on Sunday services. They will not be coming to our Sunday gatherings. So this means for us that we will have to live with a missional imagination to live since. And the reality of it is, is that we also have to have a missionary encounter with the culture. We can affirm what's good in the culture, but we have to let the culture know when they're off track, when they're off base with the will of God. And that informs us that as disciples, that we have to engage others in our everyday lives. We have to engage others Monday, to, Monday through Saturday to really live sent. And it's telling us that for us, we must live sent to make disciples. That we must live sent to make disciples. And we learn to live sent by understanding the power to live sent. And that's in verse 18. So in Matthew 28, 18, it reads, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So what I want y'all to understand is that the incredible, the incredible is unfolding before their eyes. The risen Christ is before their eyes. The resurrected Jesus, who is all-powerful. He's telling them, I'm all-powerful. And they see his glorified body. That spurred the disciples to get on mission. The resurrection should always, it should always spur us to be on mission. Every day we should be looking at what Easter really means. The first words of the, of the resurrected Christ to his disciples, literally, if we were to say it in our modern English, he literally said to them, I got the power. I got the power. Jesus is king and Jesus is Lord. This isn't just for us. This matters for everybody who's, leave, who's, live, who's living and breathing on earth. And this matters for heaven. So in these verses, he lets his disciples know that he is God Almighty. That he is the supreme ruler. Our job, think kingdom, as we live since, is literally to let the world know who's the boss. It's literally to let the world know who's the boss. Who's really supreme. 
It's not supreme written on a t-shirt. Jesus is truly supreme. And somebody with greater power than Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with all the infinity stones rules heaven and earth. And his name, his name is Jesus. And to remind the world that life is but a vapor. And just like that Thanos snap, it could be over for so many of us around us. Around us. But just as Jesus, divine power, could be used in judgment, he also gives us his power to live sent. That great power he sends to us is in the person of the Holy Spirit. As Acts 1.8 tells us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The reality of it is, family, is that if we live as the sent ones of Christ, it's a call for us to live into the power that we've been given. It's a power to live into what the Lord has given us to live sent. And the Father and the Son don't just leave us alone. They don't leave us alone to live sent, but rather they send the Holy Spirit to help us in our sentness. But the reality of it is, family, if we can't make disciples, we can't make disciples if we don't minister out of the overflow. So if we are not spending time with the Lord, if we're not learning from Jesus, and that's important that we see the before, if you look at the rock the bells, it says, it says bless, it says eat, but then it's listen to the Holy Spirit, learn from Jesus. If you're not doing those things, you can't minister out of the overflow. You can't live since if you're not learning from Jesus, if not listening to the Holy Spirit. And ministering from what we lack only leads us to what? Burden. It leads us to burnout. It leads us to weariness. And that's literally, that's not where we want to be. And we won't grow to use our five smooth stones if we aren't communing with God and being filled with his power. The power of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection dwelling in us, that has to be the springboard for gospel mission. And we got receipts for that. We got the whole book of Acts that we see that what the church looks like when they are using the power to live sent, the power that they receive from the Holy Spirit. So as a body, when we commit to creating a safe space for sharing life with God and with one another, that we grow in the context of family together. Mission together happens. And the people in the world see that the love that the people of God have. And they want to join us. That's only when they see a church that's committed to, to loving one another, loving this, loving this community, loving this city and being what the world needs, that people just, wow, it's contagious. They just want to join in that mission. So that calls for us, the kingdom, that we have to live ready, growing in Christ. Then we can live close, which then allows us to live sent. So we have to live ready, 
live close before we can even think about what it means to live sent. So living sent in the flesh, remember I just told you of how it could be so burdensome. It could be so weary. Living sent in the flesh is literally like filling up your car with diesel fuel. What happens when you fill up your car with diesel fuel? It ain't going nowhere. It's going gonna, it's gonna to break down. That engine going to, it's literally going to blow. How are we going to be able to live sent if we're filling our tanks with diesel fuel? But there's an alternative. There's living sent in the spirit. And living sent in the spirit is literally like us filling our tanks with that supreme unleaded gas. Think about the performance of your vehicle when you put that Supreme in. That V6, that V8, it hit different. It literally does. But if we're always putting just that 87 or we're putting diesel in our tank, we're not living sent by the Spirit. So I want y'all to, to chew on that. And not only do you find that we live sent by understanding that we live with the power to live sent, but we also have the commands to live sent. And that's what Jesus tells us in verse 19 and 20. A, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. So Jesus' last words to his disciples before he ascends, he gives his disciples then, and he tells us the same thing, what his commands for us are. Our commands for us are to make disciples. And he sends us into the world to continue what he's already doing. Jesus has already been gathering a people all to himself, and Jesus is already restoring all things. So Jesus has a mission, and he asked his church to join that mission. He just asked us to cooperate and participate. Like Jesus is at work in the world. Like Jesus doesn't need us. Like Jesus will make it happen. But Jesus is asking us if we love him, if we follow him, to cooperate with him and join him in mission. And he gives, he gave, he's given the church something that no institution in the world does. He tells us in those verses, he tells us that we should be baptizing and discipling others in the faith. That is a responsibility that only belongs to the church. And for us to make disciples, literally, is a call for us to proclaim and embody Jesus' reign over all You can't have one without the other. You got to proclaim and you have to embody. And this isn't an optional command. So for everybody that's under, under the hearing of my voice, this isn't an optional command. So in our world today, many will find the fact that I'm telling you that Jesus is Lord and that you got you to gotta accept Jesus. They'll find this offensive. It's too exclusive. But at the end of the day, they forget that they're living in God's place. They are living by the wrong narrative. 
and the master narrative of most of our neighbors is self is Lord. I ain't got to answer to nobody. Personal happiness, that's what I'm about. That's the be all, end all of everything. And loving and serving others, it's not even first thing in their mind. They're not even thinking about how they can be loving and serving others. So for us to live sense is for us to speak to those and to, and, to, and to care for those who haven't met Jesus yet, who might discover what he is really like when we are sharing our testimony, when we are sharing the gospel with them, when we are loving on them. This is what people need to see because more and more people aren't picking up those Bibles. For us, if we truly think kingdom, living sense is not another thing on a long list of priorities for us. It's not. The kingdom of God should be the framework for us in determining our priorities. The kingdom of God should be the framework for us in determining our priorities. Like, what would it really look like if we made the choice to be deeply involved in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our city? What if we looked at ourselves as we're the, we're the, like, we're the representatives of the kingdom of God and we choose to be the chaplains of all of these places? That when things break down in somebody's marriage, they want to come to you and speak with you. When someone loses a son or a daughter, they, they, they seek out you in your community or in your workplace. What it would look like if people saw Christians really living sense. The foundation of us developing a missional imagination is seeing us ourselves as sent to engage where God has placed us that we all have influence, and that we can all engage people with the gospel. So when we talk about blessing others and eating with others and listening to the Holy Spirit, that we also hear the cries and the hopes of the people that we meet. That's what's calling us to live sent. That's what it looks like. And in living sent, God is calling us as we live as kingdom exiles, to seek the welfare of the place where he has placed us. That we seek the welfare of the city. That that is what we're called to do. That we will make disciples when we help people heal. That we will make disciples when we help people heal. People are hurting. And embodying the way of Jesus is going to speak many times before we proclaim the good news. People want to know that you care first, most times, before we want to hear what you want to say. And we have to be faithful in planting the seeds of the kingdom of God everywhere life exists. That we have to let them know that this ain't the, the end of it all, that there's more to this story. I know y'all was hot in July, People worried about climate change. Like, people think that the world's going to burn up, but they don't know that Jesus is restoring all things and that this ain't going to be the way it's going to be in the new Jerusalem. You heard? <laughs> so as we are faithful 
to that call of planting the seeds of the kingdom of God. Baptisms will come. And we will be that disciple-making church that we desire to be. And for us in disciple-making, obedience isn't optional. As helmets isn't optional to play football. So right now, mask, the mask mandates, they're all over the place. In some states, they're saying, we're not putting any mandate on any mask. Other places, they're saying it's optional, it's highly encouraged. And in some cities and states, they're making it mandatory again that we wear masks. But if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, it's not optional for you to listen to this command from Jesus. We can't disobey this command for Jesus. The command to live sent is mandated. It's mandated. We are all called to live for the sake of others. If we are truly loving God, we are truly loving our neighbor. And we lead in our neighbor to come meet Jesus. And my last point, we learn to live sent by understanding the promise of living sent. That's the end of verse 20. And Jesus says, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So King Jesus gave his disciples the ultimate, the ultimate reassurance that he will be with them always, even if he isn't bodily present. So the beginning of that gospel of Matthew talks about Emmanuel, God with us. And at the end of Matthew's gospel, he's still saying, I'm leaving, but God is still with us. And the English translation always doesn't show the significance of really what Christ said, but literally in the Greek is saying all days. It's saying all days, not just always, all days. So that means 24-7 that Christ is with his people to the end of the age, 24-7. So as we live since, Jesus' constant presence is the heartbeat of mission, that Jesus' constant presence is the heartbeat for mission. So as we started to rock the bells in this series, we started with the promise that I, that I told y'all in the first one to bless the nations. He gave that promise to Abraham that he was going to be a blessing to the nations. And now as we're ending the series, we see another promise, a promise of Christ to his church, that promise of Christ to us. And we can rest our hearts in knowing that God keeps his promises that that assurance is that blessed assurance, that assurance that we can get nowhere else. And he lets us know that living sent, he will be present with us in power through the Spirit. And that we have to learn to see the Holy Spirit's presence. We have to learn to see the Holy Spirit's presence as our comforter, as we seek to live on mission. In John 14, 26, it reads, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything 
I have told you. So it helps us because we don't have to overburden ourselves living since because the Holy Spirit is already active. He's already active in the world. The Holy Spirit never leaves. And he's actively drawing people to Christ. Remember we, remember we learned that a few weeks ago with the Ethiopian eunuch and how Philip was just led to him. The Lord is drawing people to himself. And living sent isn't about our abilities, but about our obedience. That living sent isn't about our abilities, but about our obedience. So the question really for us is, do we really trust Jesus' divine power? Do we trust his presence to live as he commands and make disciples? Do we truly believe that? So think about it. So out in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our cities, we have to remember that Jesus always goes ahead of us. Like he is always there going ahead of us. And his grace is present in the world. And we have to listen to the Holy Spirit to discern what God is doing. Like, God, what are you doing? What is going on right now? And Jesus doesn't ask us to join his mission and leave us on our own. He doesn't do that. He's always just asking us, come with me a little bit more. Step out on that water. Walk with me. People want to walk with me. But if you don't walk with me, how can I draw those people closer to me? Yeah. And the thing about it, there is literally no human promise that will not be broken. There's not one human promise that won't be broken. It's beautiful when we see lifelong marriages that people covenant before God. But usually, almost at a very high percentage, one person leaves before the other, leaves this earth in marriage. But in this promise at the end of verse 20, Jesus is offering us something greater. That literally, long as our heart beats, long as we breathe, he's with us. And we have that promise as we seek to make disciples where we live, where we work, and where we play. That he is with us. That we just got to be obedient. That we got to trust him. And as I close, we need to understand that from this text, that living sense has got to be core to our identity. That literally... We have to see ourselves as the sent ones of God. And the fact that we've been given power, we've been given power to live sent and to provide freedom for others, to provide freedom for others. There's so many people around us that are living captive, don't even realize it. Captive in their disobedience and doubling down on their disobedience. And we got that word of Christ, which leads to liberty. That they, that's what they need. They don't realize this, what they need. They're literally searching, what's my purpose in the world? I'm almost, I'm almost a certain age and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. 
So many people are lost because the reality of it is if we don't know God, we will never know our purpose. We will not. We will not know what it means to be truly human. We, do not, we will not need understand why we exist, what's to come. We're in the wilderness, y'all. We've always been in the wilderness. But now the world is starting to realize they're in the wilderness when their gods of technology are failing them, when they think that a science can control everything. God is showing them, literally. We are learning that we are not the boss. Count it all joy, family, that we get to participate in the mission of God to Christ returns. That we get to participate in the mission of God to Christ returns. And our job is to let others know of his kingdom, his kingdom that exists in the here and now, the eternal life that is available to them in the here and now. But it's calling us that we must believe that we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that Christ is truly with us where we go on mission for him. And that we have to push through our idols. We have to push through whatever barriers is keeping us from making and maturing disciples. And that includes what's keeping us from growing in Christ ourselves. Like we could be our own worst enemy, literally. And the reason we have to live since is because close to 2,000 years ago, the Father sent the Son into the world. And he tabernacled among us. He dwelled among us. He dwelled in this world of sin, living a sinless life, dying on a cross on that Friday night so that we and all of creation can once again be free. That we and all of creation can once again be free. And we have satisfaction of that, of that Jesus appeased the wrath of God because he rose on that third day. He rose on that third day. He got up. And because he got up, we must live sent. Other people don't have that freedom. And that should grieve our hearts when our loved ones are still rejecting Christ. It should grieve us. Does it grieve you? Or are you just okay? You have great opportunities to make disciples. Let people know that you love them. Share the gospel with them. Don't just continually, don't take that chance. Just because you want false peace. People need Jesus. And we are his witnesses of his kingdom. So family, as we have learned today, um, 
Jesus has given us three things that he tells us in this passage. He's given us the power to live since because we now have his authority. We are messengers of the good news and his authority. He's also given us the commands to live since. That this is what we're called to do. And if you've been walking with Christ a long time and you've haven't been answering this call I'm begging and imploring you let's make disciples and lastly he's also let us know the promise of living sent that his presence dwells in us and that he is literally building a family that we are living stones of the tabernacle of the temple that he chose to dwell with us. We are, he is our God and we are his people. So let us be obedient to to the kingdom and our king and plant the seeds of the gospel wherever we go as we remember that we must live sent to make disciples. Father, thank you um, for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness and your presence in our lives. That we go nowhere without you. But that we just ask, Lord, help us with our unbelief. Help us where we're struggling to believe the gospel. Because the gospel literally applies to all of life. Struggling to forgive others. Struggling to forgive ourselves. Let us remember that great debt that has been forgiven for us. Let us not continue to self-destruct. Let us not continue to not um, proclaim the way of liberty to those who are still captive. Let us work with the Holy Spirit out in the world. Let us plant the seeds of the kingdom of God and share the good news of Christ so that dead people could come to life and no longer be the walking dead. I pray and ask Christ his mighty and matchless name that he give us strength and let us walk in his spirit i pray this in his name amen and pastor ramon with a great message on living sin we have a commandment to live sent in order to make disciples all over the world. Now, if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word give to 704-741-3705. And if you are anywhere near Charlotte or the surrounding areas, won't you stop on by, visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, or you can join us online every Sunday at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube or While you're there, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back here. This message, the whole Rock the Bells part one, part two, exclusively right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.